Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on. All right, thanks for tuning in to another Bears Nation podcast. Uh, although we are all very depressed after last night's, or well, Sunday's game, depending on when you were listening to this podcast, uh, we're going to make it through this together as a fan base and look forward to the next game. But Jake and Chris, how are you guys feeling after <laughs> after that, that awful, heart-wrenching loss? Morale is low. Um, but... I mean, like you said, on to the next week. I mean, it's week one of a completely new team with a new coach. So <clears throat> there's still 15 more weeks, 15 more games, 16 more weeks to uh, see what this Bears team is really made of. It, exactly. Um, you know, it yesterday was just a devastating loss. There's no way around that. Um, new coach, pretty much completely new offense. Um, so it, it is going to take time. Um, you know, you could you could. You could uh, find a lot of positives in yesterday's game although you know it's it's incredibly tough um you know considering how the game went but um there were a lot of good good things um especially in the first half obviously but um hopefully we just build up on that and get better yeah and when you're playing Aaron Rodgers I I think I saw a tweet actually go around um there's this ominous feeling um that's just it's this cloud of depression, knowing that there's a potential to lose at all times while that clock is going. Um, it could be like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we're up 17 points still, and you're still like on the edge of your seat. Like, what is Rogers gonna do? Um, yep. I, Chris, I loved loved your tweet, <laughs> and it got so many hits. Uh, you're not a real Bears fan if you're not nervous despite being up 20 to three in the fourth quarter. Yep, and and I, the funny thing is I tweeted that right after the third quarter, and then boom, what do you know? Like I was like, like like you really couldn't make that stuff up. Like I was just, come on, man. Like this is really just like I was expecting me to like retweet that at the end of the game, and be like, wow, that was a close one. But Rogers finds a way again. So, I mean, I was in a group chat with a bunch of my friends here at school, and like obviously we're all Bears fans, and like that first half, like the group chat was just popping off like people are yeah. saying a lot and then just went silent the yeah. second half yeah i mean nobody said a word it's just i mean it's the aaron Rodgers effect i mean i mean i'm sure he'll do it to some other team later this season but i mean the good news is i mean like i said earlier it's week one i mean you get another crack at it at soldier field next time in a handful of weeks later in the season so just regroup figure it out and then try it again later yeah, and an- another thing is, um, I just wanted to point that point this out um, to a lot of Bears fans. At the end of the day, we did lose, um, 
But then again, at the end of the day, man, it's Aaron Rodgers. You can be as good as you like, as good as possible, and he'll still find a way to beat you. And like Jake said, <sighs> do it to another team. We've seen him do it in the past. Uh, Bears fans are very familiar with it. Um, so you know, it's just it's Aaron Rodgers, man. He's, in my opinion, he's the most talented QB of all time. And honestly, it's not really close for me. So um, this stuff is just. I, honestly, I was disappointed, but I was not surprised at all after that result. Like, it's just, here we go again, you know what I mean? Well, um, it's but, funny be, It's funny because last week, it, for the preview of the game, we all said that we were expecting the Bears to lose. But, I mean, I think it's interesting now, here it is, they lost and we're so disappointed. Exactly. Because I, I, think, I think it's different because even though we were expecting them to lose, I think it's the way in which they lost this time. I mean, because yep. usually when you get with the last few years when the Bears have gotten beat by Aaron Rodgers or any other playoff contending team, it's felt deserved. It's felt like, OK, the Bears were supposed to lose this game. Yeah. This one felt like they were supposed to win. Like they came out, kicked the Packers in the teeth, sent Aaron Rodgers to the locker room. The Packers were I mean, Lambeau Field was silent in that second quarter. And then they come roaring back. I mean, Rodgers comes out of the locker room at halftime gets on the field, just starts doing Aaron Rodgers thing. And, I mean, it, it, it. this one hurts a little bit more because it felt like the Bears were in control for a whole half and then they blew it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Space Jam moment, hands down. Like, they went back into the locker room. They all took the special juice and came out. And uh, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers happened. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's what it is. I mean, you have – top two quarterback in the league come out and save his team at halftime and do things that we've seen him do for the last four or five years. I loved what you said though, Jake, about when you were texting your friends. And that's what I love about this show is we recognize that we're not perfect. We're not ESPN analysts. Like we're not, we don't go out there and try to analyze the game and pretend we're better than coaches and, and, um, and all that. We're fans just critiquing the game as fans. And when you said what you said about the, the texts, I could relate so much because I, 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 most of my friends and uh, um, my family, they all, not most, they all know that I'm a huge Bears fan. So they were texting me like, wow, Cleo Mack looks great. Wow, uh, you guys are in the lead. Wow, this looks like a different team. Wow, like all these wows first half. And then second half, nobody texted me. <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get one text for the rest of the game um, yeah. until the I, end, I, like, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I have another story like that, too. I, my All my buddies came over to my house yesterday. Um, so we were all downstairs having a good time. And the first half, we were like, wow, man. Uh, me, me and my buddy, or my buddy was uh, behind me. And he was like, he's like, uh, how much are Super Bowl tickets? And we just all started dying. Um, and then second half, it was just we were all looking at each other with, like, these worried faces. And it was it was just bad, man. It, like, like you guys said, it was just completely silent. Just like, OK, it's time to adjust now. It's getting a little bit scary. And. They just couldn't, I guess. I mean, I'm looking at my at our thread last night, and my one buddy goes, "I'm actually happy. What is this feeling?" And then at eight at nine o'clock at halftime ends, I sent, "Looks like Rogers is coming in." A half hour later, some after the first field goal, somebody goes, "It's still a two score game. It's okay." Then somebody else, then somebody, then on Rogers' <laughs> long throw, the 31 yarder, the first one, everyone just, "Okay, that's a good throw. You can't do anything about it." <clears throat> going on and then uh about 9 40 somebody goes Nagy's not going to go full Andy Reid here and waste his timeouts right and I said no and then at 10 10 
It's just a threat of I'm nervous, I'm petrified, everybody's. <laughs> and then the Kyle Fuller interception. And then at 1030, it's just everything is bad. And my one friend said, can we still go to the bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they just dealt with it. Like they were already depressed. So they went through all the stages of depression um, during the second half. And then at the end, it was just acceptance. Can we just go to the bar? Can can we just go yeah um hey getting back to football um that's a really good point it did feel like Andy Reid uh blowing blowing his lead again um that's a scary and really good point well and the thing is like and I was so adamant that it wouldn't happen because I mean Doug Peterson also came from the Andy Reid tree and he doesn't really make mistakes like that he like he's not very good with the timeouts either, but I mean, the uh, I mean Andy Reid is usually like a halfback dive up the middle for two yards when you just need a first down, uh, and he does tries it three times, and so I I don't think Nagy's that kind of coach. I did get a little nervous in the first half when he was burning the timeouts, but I think that was more of a uh, being at Lambeau and the calls not coming through as easy. I don't think that was a really just Nagy actually wanting to use use them. I think he it was more of a desperation use of the timeouts. Yeah, it. I, I don't. I I just I'm trying to figure out like. I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to think what Nagy could have been thinking um like in that second half like what his plan was because it just seemed like everything just went vanilla and just so conservative like it's almost like oh we're up you know three scores so. Let's just take it easy. Take our foot off the off the gas pedal, and that's exactly what they did. And you just can't do that against good quarterbacks. You, you, that that's literally the biggest recipe for disaster against a good quarterback, and that's that's what happened. Again, uh, it's, it's kind of reminded me of the Lovey Smith days this game, but I don't know. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. <laughs> I mean, it was. I and you're right, Chris. I don't know what happened with the play calling because you're right. It went so vanilla because Trubisky. In the first quarter, he was 8 for 9, 99 yards. He was averaging 11 yards a throw, two 30-plus yarders, one to Gabriel, one to Allen Robinson. And then after the first quarter, I mean, Trubisky was 15 for 26, 72 yards, 2.8 yards per attempt. Allen Robinson disappeared, tried a a lot of bubble screens for some some reason. I mean, I I don't think it was... There was one bubble screen. There was one screen pass that went for more than three yards. Yeah. I mean, it. and I said this last night, he fell in love with the screen pass and with trying to get Tariq Cohen on these gadget plays yeah. instead of just going to what was working in the first quarter, which some of that is the Packers did change what they were throwing at them. They changed his zone in the second quarter, but still, I mean, you got to be a little more aggressive with the play calls, I think. Yeah, I did, that, that, I did feel feel like they put they put on the Jets on blitzing as well. Like they were they were really right. pressuring Trubisky. But so. I mean, Tr- but Trubisky was moving well on the pocket. I think I think sometimes he rolled out or he bailed on the play a little early. But I mean, for the most part, it's not like he was taking a lot of hits. He wasn't getting he wasn't he he wasn't being Jay Cutler and sitting there in the pocket too long. I mean, I, I he was moving well within the pocket and escaping when he had to, but. I just uh, I don't know. I'm now I'm I'm just slowly spiraling down into what I felt last night. Now, <laughs> the, yeah. more, the more I think about it, 
it's just it, it's it seemed like um you know the honestly this is what it felt like to me it just makes the most sense like we came out um the Packers weren't expecting to see what they saw um they couldn't stop it they go into halftime they make adjustments they come back out you know their adjustments are working and we couldn't throw our adjustments back at them and that's how we lost um that's just I think it's just really that simple. They 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 adjust like Jake said. They they changed what they were throwing at us defensively, and I, I don't know if we were shook. I don't know if we didn't know how to adjust. I don't know if Nagy yeah, just got conservative, or it could be all of those things. But um, just I just hope we don't see that again because that's it's just that's pathetic. It's just pathetic, man. That that loss is just like you were right. You were so right, Jake. I, I'm feeling how I feel last night. Now. Well, what what did happen? Is because we did adjust. We we changed what we were doing because Nagy was doing Nagy was doing all kinds of different things. I mean, he put Charles Leno out as a wideout at one point. Like he was doing, he was twice. Yeah, he, he did that like, twice. On yeah. a touch on the touchdown, Charles Leno was out on as a wideout, and he stopped doing stuff like that. He stopped being creative. He just, all right, let's go out there and uh, Jordan Howard. It's uh first and ten. Go ahead and run it in there. Get me two yards and then. Hey, it's three and one. So now let's throw it. <laughs> like I don't understand. I didn't understand some of the 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 play calls. It just it did it didn't feel like the same team that came out in the first quarter. Like right. even play like you guys said, play calls didn't even feel the same. The players didn't feel the same. Um, and I, I said I said this in a group chat uh, on Slack between Bears Nation guys. But I, overconfidence is a weakness too. And um, they've got to, we've got to find that happy median of confidence, but realize, Hey, this is a game as long as the time clock is going and we've right. got to play a hundred percent the entire time. Um, even if you're winning, I mean, Trubisky, I, I, Oh Jesus, this, this scared me so much. As soon as he did it, I was like, Oh man. Cause he came out and fumbled it, but he came out and he was so cocky, quieted the Lambo fans down. He was like, guys, be quiet. You guys just need to be quiet. Just being super cocky. And then the very next play, he pulls a Mark Sanchez, gets a butt, butt fumble, and everything from then point from that point on was just downhill. Ever right. since, I, well, I know Trubisky was downhill ever since then. Right. Well, that was at the end of the first quarter. That's that's when it he was feeling good. He was picking them apart. I mean, the that's play right. calls were still aggressive and creative, and it was everything that we were promised. I mean, he was taking. He was taking some longer shots. He was still playing within himself. Everyone looked good. Allen Robinson made a couple nice catches. I mean, Trubisky had feeling good, and to to a certain extent, I get him feeling good. Um, obviously, like you said, it's a cocky move to try and quiet the Lambo crowd after one quarter of play, no matter how good it is and how big your lead is at the time. But I, oh, it's just, I don't know, <laughs> like. It's just there was so much <clears throat> that happened. I mean, obviously, Trubisky had the good first quarter, but Jordan Howard had a good overall game. Yeah. I mean, I thought Jordan Howard looked really good all game. I mean, he was patient. He was seeing holes. He was – I mean, if there was no holes on the way the run was going, he bailed out to the other side and made some guys miss. He looked really good, 15 carries for 82 yards. Had five catches, too, which matched his yeah. uh, career high. Mm-hmm. So, And that's very and, and encouraging. How many targets? Um, five. He had five. Yep, That's five the one targets. I wanted to make. Five targets, five receptions, not yep. one drop. What a story! Like, man, I, Jordan Howard. I'm sorry. 
on behalf of the Bears of Chicago Bears if we let you go. Just what a player. Like his heart just wanting to turn things around even for himself to better himself like catching the ball there are rumors of 200 to 300 catches every practice to make sure he got better at it and hopefully that's the spirit of this team to come out like oh okay we did bad what are we going to do to make it better next week and um let's let's kind of separate from this negativity and um look at positives of the game what what came out of this game um that were good that we can look at and be like okay we could be we could be contending for a playoff spot uh, this season. Like, w- let's look at some positives. Allen Robinson looked healthy. Mm. Very, I mean, he looked real healthy. Four catches, 61 yards, seven targets. Um, obviously, you want to see him come down with a few more of those. But I mean, the one target was the fade route uh, that went out of the back of the end zone. Trubisky missed the throw, and then two on the uh, last drive of the game. I mean, Trubisky again overshot him. So, I mean, Robinson caught everything that was within his reach and that he could. I mean, he obviously had that one really nice catch in the first quarter, that 36-yarder. I mean, he he was running well. He made some catches in traffic. So I think that's a really positive sign. He showed flashes of the number one receiver we know he can be. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's number one. Um, for me, I'm just going to state the obvious. Khalil Mack, oh, my Lord. Oh yeah, my we haven't Lord. even talked about the defense yeah. yet. <laughs> Jeez. like that that guy that guy's not even at 100 percent right now like do you nope. guys do you guys wrap your head around that like that is insane to me yeah. he was bullying bulaga all night long like i don't know i don't know if you guys saw that one false start where bulaga just took off right away like that that's yeah. so nervous like it's straight fear <laughs> yeah it is it really is like it's it's it was crazy to think about like that guy instills fear into offense alignment like he's he was pushing around a 300 pound lineman all night and he's not a hundred percent so you're, mean, you're telling me right now that this guy is going to get better i mean it's looking it's looking really nice our defense is looking really nice uh, yeah. i mean it's, it's it's crazy because i mean even that strip sack i mean he pretty much just took the ball straight i mean it was basically a handoff i yeah. mean it was like he pretty much went up to deshaun kaiser and took his lunch money and he said here i'll take that now I mean, yeah. that's like, I mean, and I saw a stat today. It was Khalil Mack is the first player to have a sack, a strip sack, an interception, and a forced fumble all in one game. First yeah. player to do that since Khalil Mack two years ago. Like, that's just, uh, I um, mean, he's everything that was advertised. And like Chris said, I mean, it's the, he's been on the team for a week. And it was, like you said, it was done to Deshaun Kaiser, and we'll definitely play a bunch of Deshaun Kaisers throughout the season. Like, we're, the so it was either Deshaun Kaiser or Super Bowl winning potentially best Super Bowl I mean best quarterback ever Aaron Rodgers so right. like what what we'll we'll be able to see our team somewhere in that median so Greenhorn I mean super experienced every other quarterback in the league are is in between those two <laughs> those two right. quarterbacks if not worse than Kaiser so there's there's definitely quarterbacks worse than Kaiser playing in the NFL right now so that's what we have to look forward to, you know? The yeah, thing is, I mean, good. like you said, Josh, he was, they were this defense, Cleo Mack and this defense were doing it against Aaron Rodgers too. Even, I mean, like the Packers completely changed their game plan once Rodgers got hurt because they didn't want him taking any more hits. I mean, it's, it's crazy that that's what that impact has on there. Like not even the offensive lineman, everyone on that Packers offense was scared of one guy. 
And that's not even to say, I mean, we talked about this last week. That's not even mentioning Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks absolutely ate three guys. He got triple teamed on one, on one blitz, and he ate. I mean, he just bullied every single one of them and still had a pressure on a play that he was triple teamed. Poor I mean, Bryce Callahan, I, man. He was he was targeted so much yeah. uh, the entire night. He had he had eight tackles, and that's because uh, the whole night they, they were just picking on him. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's usually really good. I, I mean, I think he's one of the better nickel corners in the league, so. Um, well, I think he was on Devonte Adams most of the night now. And I mean, Adams is a, yeah. I mean, he's a really yeah. good receiver. He's very shifty. He's very quick. So, I mean, that's not an easy assignment. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this is true. I can't remember if it was 13 targets or 13 receptions, but Kyle Fuller gave up either 13 receptions or 13 targets or like he was targeted 13 times or he gave up 13 receptions. I can't remember which one it was, but um, Kyle Fuller did not have a good game. Um, gave up two touchdowns as well. Um, that was not what you want to see after giving him that huge contract, but hopefully it's just bad game and we bounce back. I mean, I, I think it, I think it only goes up from here. I think there were a lot of mistakes made and I mean, kind of like what we said when we opened this podcast up, it was the first game, you know, we didn't know what we would see. And so now you have a week of film, you go and you work on it. And I, I think what's more important than that first game and then the, than the loss, I think what's more important is the game against Seattle now and seeing what adjustments are made. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if, if we go down, if we go down uh, 0-2, it's probably not going to be good this year. Um, just being honest, if, if, we go, if we lose to Seattle, it's, Bears Twitter is going to be bad. For sure. I'm just thinking about everybody that's going to be, you know, going crazy on there. And um, just us as Bears fans, starting starting 0-2 would not be good. It would not sit right, especially after all the the hype that we were kind of giving this mm-hmm. team. Um, definitely got to come out concentrated. We're going to be at home. Um, Russell Wilson's another very good quarterback, so um, this is not an easy matchup. Although Seattle did get, um, did get worse this offseason, I think that's fair to say, but um, you know, when you, uh, like we saw, a great quarterback can make anything happen. So you got to be, you got to be ready for him. I mean, this next stretch of games. I mean, this next stretch of six games. You can easily go five and one. Yeah. I mean, you Seahawks, Cardinals, Bucks, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's seven. That seven in those next seven games, you could easily go six and one, five and two. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think you have to because, Chris, you said it like Bears Twitter is not going to be happy. And I mean, counterpoint to that, they're already not happy and they're it's already bad. I mean, I listened. I made the mistake of listening to a little bit of Chicago radio this morning and people are already calling for Nagy's job, saying the season's lost. Trubisky's a bust. Like, <laughs> relax. No it, I mean, it. No, Josh, Chicago radio listeners are the callers are the absolute worst. It's it's a cesspool. That's good. I mean, I mean it, if it has if it has any relatability to Twitter, I, I could I could see it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just it's, look at Twitter it's and I'm just like, how the heck are you such a fair weather fan? That, it's not even it's not even fair weather. They're still fans, but how? I guess I get it. Like we we've been losing for so long. Like that—that's—that's that's what I feel this all stems from. 
Um, like it's just we like we've been we've been the joke of the NFL right next to the Browns for the last I don't know how many years. In my opinion, we've actually been that bad. Like we have been a joke. Um, you know, and and fans are just tired. They're restless, and a lot of people. After a game like that, you're not going to be thinking logically. You're going to be speaking from your heart more than your head, obviously. But, you know, it's, it's frustrating, man. It's really frustrating to be that close um, and then just give it away. And, like, I, I completely I completely understand where some of these fans are coming from. Um, but, yeah, like, stuff like like calling Trubisky a bust and, and uh, saying Nagy should get fired or anything like that is obviously silly. But I, I, I do get where it stems from. That, that was kind of my point. Yeah. And, honestly, Trubisky – really did have a good game he just made mistakes um mm-hmm. big big mistakes so it's it's weird to watch him play and see some of his throws and like wow holy smoke do you see that laser beam oh my goodness that was right on target what right. a dime blah blah, blah. i heard he that made so a many lot times he and made then, a lot of really nice throws but then yeah the, the opposite spectrum he made some like like that that touchdown that what should have been a touchdown um to yeah. alan rob alan robinson in the back corner, he had all the mm-hmm. time in the world. He, he really wasn't pressured that much, and A. Rob was wide open. Like, wide. You know, could it? Like he, he, you didn't even have to throw it as far back into the uh, end zone as you normally do for those. Like he, you literally could have just thrown it <laughs> as a. I think who who was on coverage of Rob? Was it Alexander? I yeah, I think remember. it was Jared Alexander was on the coverage, and Alan Robinson absolutely shook him. Yeah. I mean, he. he got just turned around and Rob, you're right. If Trubisky puts that ball right where it needs to, I mean, within a foot of where it needs to be, I mean, Robinson has another touchdown. This game is, I mean, they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Mitchell Trubisky showed things and then also showed what he is really bad at too. Uh, not necessarily what he's bad at, but he just made, he made big mistakes and that was frustrating to watch, but he's a second year quarterback. Yep. I, I just wanted to point something out. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Um, I, it seemed like in the second half they were using Trubisky more as like a game manager more than letting him play his game. I agree. Um, yeah, and and it, that is so like it reminds me so much of Dawa Logan's offense last year. Like that's exactly yeah. how they were used. I mean, just screens, bubble screens, three yards, four yards, and then punt. You know what I mean? Like. It, it's just you gotta let him air it up. Did you see? I don't know uh, what play it was. I can't remember who it was to, but he put a ball in between three defenders, and it was just insane where he fit that ball. And I was like, like this is our quarterback. Like you gotta let this guy throw the ball. And the second half, just bubble screens, slants, um, just. And then when they let him throw, I don't, I don't know. He just started sailing guys. I don't know. He's overthrowing guys, underthrowing guys, throwing the ball out of bounds. I don't know. I mean, they they definitely closed the playbook. I mean, when they were up twenty and nothing, they did to try and just like let them manage the game because you have this lead. If you score more points, awesome. But I think as soon as the Packers get on the board, you have to open it back up yeah, because exactly. you because you know Rodgers is out there. You know what he can do. You can't ask Trubisky to start making long throws and these tight throws again after he's been throwing short slants and exactly. short, short wheel routes. And then on the last potentially game winning drive of this of the uh, game. You can't ask him to start bombing it deep again because he hasn't been thrown like that for a whole half. I mean, that's just not fair to him either. Yeah, exactly. But on the opposite end, I mean, he had – and granted, I know they were short passes and screen, screens and bubbles, but he had 35 attempts. 
And Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is really good. I get that. But he only had 30 attempts mm-hmm. and uh, did what he did with what he had. But they trust they trust Aaron Rodgers to go out there. You know what? Whoever's open, just go do it. You know, go get it done. Right. Press Trubisky, like you guys said, bubble bubble screen. Uh, they, they put the ball in the wrong person's hands. Like, it needs to be – like, they were, they were trying to give it to Tariq and said, Tariq, you go win the game for us. Or Taylor Gabriel, you go win the game for us. It right. needs to be – you need to trust your quarterback. Like, well, it, here's my thing. This is, this is what absolutely needs to change. It is criminal for Anthony Miller to have the same amount of catches and targets as Deion Sims. That is criminal. That yep. should not be happening. That's, that is too, too many targets for Deion Sims. Deion Sims should have probably one target a game. Right. And it, it's just Anthony Miller needs to have at least six or seven targets. Yeah, I mean, what have they been protecting him all preseason for if we don't get to see him play? Yeah, uh, exactly. That's a, and and I, that's I'm, I was gonna point that out too. I was gonna ask you guys if you like noticed why, um, or noticed that Miller and even Kevin White didn't really get on the field that much. I was mm-hmm. a little bit surprised by that. And you know what? Especially in the second half, when when things weren't working, why not just throw those guys out there? Like what? Right. You know to show something different just to kind of throw them off guard or, you know, if, if it's not working, that's when you fix it. You don't fix it when it's working. And that's kind of what Nagy did. I feel in a way. And I, I also and, want to and find out why. Oh, go ahead. Good. Go ahead, Jake. I was just going to say, just back to that point, like it, this is it. I mean, Nagy kind of froze a little bit. I think he got very, he got very fell in love with a handful of plays, tried to get those and stay conservative to the wind. He fro- to the win. And then he froze. So I, I just want to – I was going to make the other point back to it really depends I, on what he does next week against the Seahawks. Does he do the same thing or does he realize what the mistakes were? Yeah. And then uh, I, I just I just really, really, really hope that these guys – like I hope this loss burns. Like I, I hope – like Nagy said, I really hope they feel it because if they don't, then that's a problem in itself. That's another problem that um, – you know, you want to see these guys fight. You want to see them – put on a show for for our fans like it's just especially a lot of especially the guys that have been here for for a decent amount of time I mean they should they should feel that frustration they should feel the frustrations that the fans are feeling like um you know we we haven't done anything in so long and our fans have just stuck with this team our fans are they, they travel well and everything like we have some of the best fans in the league um in my opinion you know, they, the product is just not good enough. And, you know, I, I'm not saying this team isn't good enough because we obviously it's just been one game. But um, that's why everyone's just so frustrated. Um, and this is kind of more what I'm saying right now is more to people who are not Bears fans. If, you, if you're listening to this, because um, a lot of people will just say it's one game. But it just it, it means a lot more to us than just just something that, you know, it's just a loss like that. It's it's losing a Green Bay, um, all the losing seasons in recent memory and. You know, just the hype that that we came into uh, this year, but I'm expecting it to get a lot better. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. Um, it's just it's hard to keep a good perspective, and you you've probably noticed my ups and downs throughout the like um, throughout the podcast. Like one second I'm like, oh, let's be positive about the future, blah blah blah. We got this. Yeah. And then the other second, you're sitting there talking talking about all the bad things, and you're like, oh, wow, maybe maybe there's nothing to be positive about. Like, oh, this is terrible. Um, it's so crazy because I was literally feeling like that yesterday. Like, I, 
I wanted to just tweet stuff like, oh, we suck. This team is never going to be anything. Our franchise is cursed. But then on the other side, like, I was thinking about it. And, you know, that that they did put up a good fight, man. It's it's a completely new team. And, you know, we, we got to remember that at the end of the day. This is going to take time. Um, and I tweeted this out yesterday or uh, earlier this morning. Sorry. Um, you know, these could just be growing things. And we just got to we got to just wait and see before we, we can we can make our or take our judgments a little further. So more about the defense. Let's just keep let's keep if we're going to talk about positive things, it's mostly going to be defense related and I feel like they're getting swept under the rug a little bit just because Aaron Rodgers is a magical man and um I'll say that I'll say that over and over again. Um I was thinking about some some of the keys to the game and one of them was just to keep Aaron Rodgers on his back and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I guarantee you the pressure in the first first half was completely different than the pressure in the second half. Um, do you guys have any anything to say on that? I mean, for me, the defense played three strong quarters. I think the defense really just fell apart at the end. Um, I, I think, obviously, they did really, really well in the first half, shutting them out. Only allowed the field goal in the third. <clears throat> but I think the most positive thing was the line. I think it was the... Uh, front seven. I mean, the defensive line and the linebackers played pretty well. Yeah. Obviously, Cleo Mack, we've sung his praises, but a guy that we've been telling all of you guys, all of our listeners for all offseason, was Roy Robertson-Harris played pretty well, um, played well off of Akeem Hicks and Cleo Mack. He had a sack. He had a, like, three QB hits. Uh, he played really well. And, I mean, we've talked about how just immensely large and just long he is. Uh, I think they said last night on the broadcast he's at 290, uh, and I, he's like 6'6", six, six, right, 6'7". Six, I mean, he's just a big human, Yeah. and I mean, we've been talking about him for months now, and it's good to see him really be productive, uh, in the, especially in the first game. Yeah. yeah. I, Go ahead. I, I, think, I think we have to praise our front seven a lot. Um, you know, they're, almost every player did a good job yesterday. It's just... The thing is, I mean, how can you blame the defense in that, uh, like, in the second half when your offense just can't stay on the field? I mean, it was three and out, like, almost every possession in that third quarter yeah. for us. So, I mean, I don't know what people expected our defense to do. They were eventually going to get tired, and, um, you know, it, it was going to happen. But, um, yeah, there were definitely a lot of positives. I think Roquan Smith, in the limited time that he played, looked fantastic, and I think he should have been in the game more. That first he, snap when he just came in and made a sack, that was fantastic. yeah. yeah. See that? And I'm pretty sure they took him out that next play, if I remember correctly. And I was yeah, just they like, did. Man, like, it just it, it that doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. But if he's okay. good enough to come, if, if he's come good enough to come in and get a sack, he's good enough to be on the field. That's just my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, they won't do that again. Um, he'll be on no. the field. Yeah, uh, next week. Yeah, Kwiatkowski is just not good enough in my opinion. He's a decent like role player, but right. he just can't starter. There's no way. Debatably, the only time you, you keep him in is on third and short. Um, yeah, to, to stop the run. Um, he's he's a he's a beast tackler. I, I love to watch him tackle. Like you know, if he got his he's got his hands on you, you're going down. He doesn't miss tackles very often. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I could be I, I don't know I don't have the stats in front of me. I could be wrong. Someone could pull that up and be like, uh, Josh, I don't know if you're right about that. But visually, when I'm watching him, um. It's it's fun to watch him tackle, but he he is slower and yeah, yeah. times are changing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. If he gets his hands on you, um, you're you're pretty much done. But that's a big if because he's just he's just too damn slow, man. I'm I'm sorry. Excuse my language, but I just mm. it, he's he's really slow. He's really slow, and you could see it. Like it's just it's like he's running in quicksand or something. Like Jesus. Dang it, we did it again. Positive. Roy Robertson Harris. <laughs> oh yeah. He, he did. <laughs> he was, yeah. Oh, he, was a, man. he was amazing. He was so good. And How does this keep praise. happening? Akeem Hicks was awesome. Uh, Akeem Hicks was he, awesome. He's just he's just a beast. I think we are going to have some people on the top 100 this season. Um, and I think Akeem Hicks is going to be, be up there just because people are going to know our names because you're not going to be able to say sack without saying Bears defense because yeah. the guys that we have up front are just nuts. And the 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 flags that they uh, created was uh, be- strictly because of all the pressure. Like all the uh, Packers could do was hold hold our guys at, at in the beginning of the game. Like they had to hold them in order to protect Rodgers. Yeah. And um, Leonard Floyd, I felt he he got kind of bullied, <clears throat> but uh, I think when we get more established and he gets more established. Let's talk about ah shoot. Never mind. I don't want to talk about that. I was it's going to be negative again, but let's talk about the lack of pressure Leonard Floyd was able to create. Unless you guys saw something I didn't. I I think he had a quietly good game. I think they didn't ask him to rush as much because Hicks and Harris and Mack were doing so much. So I I think they felt comfortable having Floyd in coverage a little more, especially with that club instead of having full use of his hand. So I'm fine with it. I think he had a quietly solid game, even though he didn't make any real splash plays. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree. Um, I don't know about quietly good, but I, I think he solid. was solid. Solid, yeah, solid. That's fair. I think he was definitely quiet. Um, he, had a, he had a decent game. Um, but I, I think when you, you have to play Leonard Floyd, like you have to play him in the role where he's at his best, and I think that's get into the QB. Um, especially with Khalil Mack now, if you're one-on-one with Leonard Floyd, he's just going to run around you and there's nothing you can do about it. So um, I think he's going to be used differently than he was yesterday moving forward. And I really hope he does because that's where I, I think he's at his best. Um, I So when I did watch him um, rushing the quarterback, though, it did feel like he couldn't get around the guys. And I don't know if that mm-hmm. would... I don't know if that was his the club and he didn't have his hands to kind of bat people away, but <clears throat> I don't know. Um, no, you're you're actually right about that. I, I noticed that too. I was watching him on a couple plays and he just couldn't get around the guy. I don't know. I don't know what that was, but we've seen Leonard Floyd enough to know that this is probably an outlier of a game and yeah. probably not like this again. So yeah, I think he's just got to get used to the club for a little bit and then Probably. once he once he gets comfortable with that i feel like he'll be fine exactly that's another thing too so the more and more i watch football the more and more i get deeper into uh how the game works i'm watching the line and they they i've heard people compare football to war and i i see i get it now like when you think <laughs> of a football player when you think of of playing like that's what you that's what you think of is playing. Oh, they're out there having fun, but can you just imagine for a second, Khalil Mack jabbing his full body as hard as he possibly can into your body, like <laughs> the pain yeah. that you feel the next day, or even just in that moment, just that the pain of just 
bam, full force, as hard as he can. Uh, I don't... I just have a respect for football players now that I'm actually watching the game as a as a battle as opposed to these guys are out there just playing a game. Like these guys they're they aren't feeling very well the next day, I can tell you that. Like even even the defensive players getting like uh even like Kyle Long, he that there was a screen pass where I saw it on Twitter. Um Kyle Long was out in front of Tariq Cohen and just like shoved the guy down into the dirt and just kept him yeah, there. I, I saw that. Yeah, I remember that actually. Um, and these guys, these guys are putting their bodies through a lot, and I, I lose that perspective because we use the words words games, and and players and they're playing football. But these guys are these guys are in battle. And they're <laughs> they're taking some nasty hits. Uh, and when Aaron Rodgers went down. My my heart dropped. I wasn't happy at all. Like I was like, oh shoot, like yeah, this guy. No, me. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You, I mean, you never want to see a guy get hurt, no matter who it is. It's just yeah. It's and just I human. even yeah, I made the cocky statement like, man, I want Rogers to come back in so we can win with him in the game. You know, like, I don't want. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I mean, that's a logical way of thinking as well. You you want to beat a team at their best. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just it's that simple, really. It's that there's nothing else to it. Yeah. All right, yeah, so I don't even think that was cocky. Yeah. Or oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Let's uh, let's move on to next week's game. And uh, we do have a couple questions on Twitter. We put it we put it out there. Gave it the opportunity for us to answer some questions. Um, but let's talk about next week's game, and then let's wrap it up. It's getting kind of long. It's 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 about thirty minutes. We don't we don't we don't do shows over thirty minutes nowadays. So we need to we, wrap. We this said up. this would happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jake was the one who said it last week, so yeah, it's okay. Good content, so whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so next week against Seattle, what needs to happen, and then um, just that, what what needs to happen for us to win and not be depressed anymore? I mean, the offense from the coaches, from Nagy to I mean, to down to every player on the offensive staff. I mean, you can't freeze again. I think. What changed in that game is the Packers started throwing some zone reads at you uh, when they were obviously planning for man coverage, and they didn't know how to answer, which is something that is worrying because we were told how aggressive and innovative this offense would be. So that's what we need to see. We need to see Nagy be able to be a coach that can adapt and be able to learn from his own mistakes because that was a huge John Fox thing. He could never learn from his own mistakes. So that's what we need to see. I, I do expect to see that. I do expect to see that improvement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, keep letting Trubisky throw. Let him take those shots down the field. And don't fall in love with a certain amount of plays. I, I would like to see the screens ditched. I'd like to only see them once every so often. But open up the playbook. Let's see what let's see what these guys got. Yeah, um, 100% agree with pretty much all that. Um you know, maybe maybe what happened yesterday could be a good thing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, you get you get used to that heartbreak, that frustration, and you come off stronger. You know, it, it's it's happened before to a lot of teams. Um, you know, uh, it's it's all about our offense. I think Th- this season it's going to be our offense is going to be what wins us our games because our defense is definitely going to do enough to keep us in almost every game. I think I, honestly, not in almost every game. they will keep us in every game, in my opinion. Um, that's how good our defense is. Uh, I don't think 
I think even rival fans could agree that our defense was great. I got so many people in my um, in my Twitter mentions yesterday. So many Packers fans were like, "Keep your head up, man! You guys are, are like looking good for the future." You know, it kind of made me feel good because they would they never used to say that to me before to Bears fans before. So you know, it looks like we have something special brewing and um, contain Russell Wilson um, and just move down the field on that Seattle defense. Just mix things up. Um, Anthony Miller, I want to see more of Kevin White. I want to see more of, and I definitely want to see Javon Wims. Um, I would, if I had to pick a healthy scratch, it would be Bellamy. I, we need Wims in there. We need another playmaker who can, you know, do make something happen. I'm totally down for that. If they're going to use him, if they're going to use guys like him instead of guys like Deion Sims, like we have so many weapons already as it is, and we didn't use them. Like Kevin White, like he, I don't think he got targeted at all. No. So we have we have so many weapons. Uh, we just need to use them throughout the entire game, not just the first half. So just like Jake said, just actually open up the playbook and do something. Um, mm-hmm. And then also what we need to do is use Jordan Howard. He had 15, <laughs> 15 attempts. Like, l- let him run. Um, he really is the heart of the team right now. Um, hopefully it stays that way for a while. <clears throat> and just trust your team. Um, stop putting it in your own hands and just trust your entire team and let Trubisky lead. I think that's my, my last thing is just to let Trubisky do his thing um, and put the ball in his hand, put the game in his hands and see what he can do in an entire four quarter uh, window and stop playing conservative. Just put, don't pay him. Yeah. Let, let Matt, let, like Matt Forte said, uh, I don't know if you saw the quote, but just put your foot on their throat and just crush it. Like, finish yep. them. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, there's no there's no shame in destroying another team. I mean, look at the Ravens. <laughs> they absolutely right. obliterated the Bills. Like, there's no shame in that. Um, send them home crying. Like, I, I have no – we've gone home crying plenty of times. I have no mercy for – other people like I it's it's our time you know and so Mm -hmm. um I think I think that's pretty much it so get Jordan Howard more involved he had 15 attempts uh let Mitch Trubisky throw it and keep the playbook open and I think I think we have a win I mean defense is going to defense like we've got (laughs) they they know what they're doing I mean Vic Fangio's had this this team for three, four years now, I don't, I don't remember the number. It may, probably makes me a bad fan, but I don't remember. The, I don't remember the year, how many years we've they've had him as a defensive coordinator. But I do know that they're a cohesive group and they know what they're doing. This uh, just so they're they're a given. But get this offense moving, and uh, mm-hmm. I think tomorrow is. I mean, not tomorrow. Monday is a is a win. And um, I know I said that. Oh yeah, let's go ahead and do our picks. Um, this is before injuries, mind you, fans, if you're mm-hmm. listening. Um, so if there's any practice, practice injuries throughout the week, um, that does not, that, that will affect whether we believe this is a win or loss, but Jake, let's let's start with you. Win or loss Monday. Win. Um, I'm going to go with a win. Bears 27, Seahawks 17. Ooh, a score involved. (laughs) And then, uh, I go, I'm going with a win as well. Um, I, I think we do exactly what we did yesterday, and just with a not as good quarterback. Um, 
I think if we were playing any other team yesterday, that would have been a win. Except for, guys, Vikings look scary. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you yes, saw that. Yes, they do. Vikings yeah. look terrifying. Kirk Cousins looks looks like he deserves what he got paid. Um, so just to keep that in mind in the division, I don't mean to keep the depression up, but just keep that in mind as we play games. Oh, <laughs> and um, we're we're recording this before the Lions game, so hopefully they suck because I'm tired of really good really good teams in our division. So let's hit these let's hit no. these questions. And people can send us, I mean, this is a reminder, people can send us questions all week, too. It doesn't yeah. have to be specifically. We'll we'll try and get to them. Just send them on in. All right, so Simple Man Radio, at Simple Man Radio, they are uh, a sister sister podcast, brother podcast, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> of Weckern Enterprise, and they do general sports, NFL, uh, basketball, NBA. Uh, they, do, they do it all, all general sports. Um, and they're super funny. You should check them out. They're fun. But they said, uh, was was Aaron Rodgers at an unfair advantage? Because <laughs> if you watched his post-game interview, he, he's, he was clearly on happy pills. I can't tell if this is a slide at, at Bears or a slide at Aaron Rodgers. But uh, was, I, I'm assuming they're saying that he was high. I don't know. Yeah, I mean he he deserved he deserved his happy pills because I mean after what he after what he did I I'd be pretty happy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this is more of a serious question. Am I right to say this? Oh, sorry. This is from at Reynaldo uh, E Bear Reynaldo E Bear fourteen. Uh, am I right to say this, my friend Bears Nation Matt Nagy? He gave up and. Uh, it said he had take he, he took the foot off the gas pedal, and he let go. So, go ahead, take that away real quick, and then we'll finish it up. I, I think there's two halves to that question. I think the first half that he got is did he get scared? I don't think he got or uh, scared, right? That's what it said. Did he get gave scared? Up, gave up. Gave up. Gave up. Gave up. Gave up. Um, yeah, I don't think he gave up. I think he just got kind of rattled i think they rattled his cage a little bit when they started changing up their schemes and what they were throwing at the team um yeah i I think gave up isn't the right word for it but yeah something definitely changed there um took his foot off the gas yes definitely i think they had a chance to like we were saying earlier crush the packers i mean they had they had their foot on the packers throat and they just didn't keep pressing so i i think that changes though in the future you know what it reminded me of? Did you guys ever see? You guys watch Game of Thrones? Yes. No, I do you, not. You remember the scene where? Ah, oh shoot! What's his name? Uh, the sand, the sand people. Uh, oh, uh, Oberon. Yeah, and he's and he's fighting the giant dude. I forget his name now too. The mountain. The mountain. Yes, I don't. <laughs> the giant dude. <laughs> Anyways. And he he's kicking their his butt and like he has him on the ground. All he has to do is finish him, and then all of a sudden he just grabs him and destroys him, rips his face open, and that's exactly that is exactly yep. to explain Matt Nagy in that game. Like he he had the win, and then he is like, admit it, you killed my sister. <laughs> no, just yep. don't 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 rub it in the face. Just kill him. Like just get it done. Um, and I think yeah. that's what they're gonna learn. Um, from here on out, it's just just finish the game. Yeah. Um. You know, I yeah, like Jake said, I don't think he gave up. Um. But I just think, at the, I think, coming out for the second half, 
he knew that he was going to be a little bit more conservative, which I, mm. I kind of understand his train of thinking, but it was a mistake and he should learn from it. But um, I think he, he came out conservative and the Packers kind of adjusted or they had adjustments. And once the Packers started scoring again and we need to score again, we had no answer and we couldn't adjust back. And um, I think that's, that's pretty much all there is to it. That is our Bears Nation podcast for today. Uh, we were depressed and we tried not to be negative. We tried to throw in some positives in there. Uh, if we brought you down, I'm sorry. Uh, next week, we will bring you back up, um, hopefully. And then throughout the week, we're going to have some videos we're going to throw out there, Q&As, and um, keep your spirits up. There's a lot to look at this game and be excited about. If you're not following us on Twitter, it's Bears at Bears Nation Chai. And if you're not following Josh... Chris or Jake and I, you'll see us throughout there. But um, my Twitter handle is at Josh Lyles28. Jake? Mine's at Jake Hassan, too. And Chris? And, and mine's just Chris Nano10. I'm not saying we have great content, but we have great content. So if you want to follow us there, um, just a warning Cubs fans, Jake is a huge Cardinals fan. So just it's true. If that's, you follow that's him, a, that's. that's <laughs> why I, I i blocked them last night so <laughs> <laughs> so just you just have to keep that in mind if you're gonna follow him he has bears, bears content every now and then in between his cardinal stuff so uh true or uh, or you you guys can just follow him after uh baseball season ends yeah That's there true. you go there you go that might be your safe but <laughs> uh but yeah so you follow us um if you're a bears fan just just know if you're listening to this show we're bears fans with you we feel what you feel we're, we're going to talk about what you guys want to talk about so if you have any suggestions throughout the week just let us know like we want to hear it and i'm going to wrap it up now um i'm josh jake and i'm chris and bear down Yeah.